Chris in the chat says, cool, I can watch Nick while my car gets worked on. Yes, the MAGA ginger, Nick Moseder, the ultimate pastime. So I want to talk to you guys today about how this, you know, today's the arraignment, this massive spectacle where there's going to be no mugshot, there's going to be no perp walk, no handcuffs, no cameras inside, Trump's going to be transported underground to the courthouse at 3 p.m. So basically, there's absolutely nothing (laughs) there's no spectacle at all there's apparently some protesters on the street but there was like there was like 10 people i think uh you know the maga crowd we've all we've all learned that anytime you go show up and protest then all of a sudden uh it turns into a gigantic psyop where you end up in a gulag so you know when when trump gets indicted people just uh (laughs) nobody's trying to show up and, and be taken as a political prisoner and i can understand that there was that I, I saw a report just briefly where they said they had to call in the bomb squad. Of course they did. Just like with the Alvin Bragg indictment, they wanted a bunch of MAGA people to to show up and raise hell, and they didn't. So then they were like, "Oh, white powder showed up at Alvin Bragg's office," uh, you know. And and of course we know that white powder probably came from the FBI. They really want violence. That's what they really want, and and we don't give it to them. So let's talk about this. While Trump is waiting arraignment in Miami, which is going to be going down in about 10 minutes, uh, for a bunch of trumped-up charges, you know, no pun intended, he's waiting, he's waiting to be charged with crimes from a prosecutor whose wife donated to Joe Biden and, and made a documentary about uh, Michelle Obama. I'm not making this up. Check this out. You know, because we, we talked about it yesterday, but I didn't bring the receipts. This is from Breitbart, okay, so it's from Breitbart. They're talking about a a truth social post from Trump where he referred to Jack Smith as a corrupt thug, and, you know, he he said he's a radical right lunatic and Trump hater, and all his friends and family, who probably, quote, planted information in the boxes given to them, they taint everything that they touch, including our country, which is rapidly going to hell. And he was retweeting somebody else who said uh, this guy married... Jack Smith married an Obama devotee linked to Soros and Clinton. So, you know, Trump was retruthing this and highlighting the fact that the prosecutor bringing these charges has ties to George Soros, Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, and made a, a campaign contribution to Joe Biden's campaign. So there was a report, and a record, uh, according to the report, Jack Smith's wife, Katie Shevigny, I guess you didn't take his last name because he's a cuck. Was responsible. Why would you? Why would you want the last name Shivigny instead of Smith? I mean, nobody can. Pro- what? How, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Shivigny, Chavigny. It's a stupid name. You know, Smith. Yeah, everybody's named Smith, but at least people can say it. Anyways, his wife was responsible for producing Michelle Obama's documentary Becoming, and is a supporter and donor to the Democratic Party and President Joe Biden. Her mother meaning uh, Jack Smith's mother-in-law, was reportedly a senior justice fellow at Soros Open Society Foundation and also sat on the board of the Human Rights Defense Center, which received donations from an organization closely connected to Hillary Clinton. So a lot of corrupt ties here. This is the guy charging Donald Trump with a bunch of manufactured crimes, right? And while this is happening, we've got revelation after revelation coming out about the Biden crime family syndicate and this 1023 form documenting this massive bribery scandal involving Joe Biden 
and pretty much everybody with the last name Biden. And last night, uh, Chuck Grassley dropped some bombs and told us some more information about the evidence from this whistleblower. Uh, we, we, now know, we now know there's a lot more than just this document. So this confidential human source claims, and this was documented in the 1023 form, right? The 1023 form is basically like a transcript of the whistleblower reports from the confidential human source to the FBI. So the 1023 form describes that this CHS has recorded and documented 17 phone calls between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the uh, the Burisma business executive in question. So, you know, this is the thing. And this was also mentioned by Chuck Grassley last night. So the FBI... Originally, they allowed James Comer and Jamie Raskin to come see the 1023 form, right? And then, you know, uh, James Comer got into a big fight with Christopher Ray because he said, I want you to turn this over to the rest of the House Oversight Committee and to the American public. You know, it's not enough for us to come see it in a skiff. This is not even a classified document. It's not classified, so there's no reason why we can't have public transparency with this. So he issued a, a subpoena... And we got all the way up to the day where James Comer was going to hold Christopher Ray in contempt before Christopher Ray finally turned it over. And when he turned it over, the form was more redacted than it was when James Comer and Jamie Raskin went to see it in the skiff. They redacted uh, quite a bit of information, including the information about these phone calls. The FBI conveniently redacted these details from the form when they handed it over to the House Oversight Committee. Now, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? I'll tell you what it tells me. What it tells me is that... (laughs) I knew people were going to go crazy over the number 17. WMG68. You're the first one in in the chat to bring up the fact that the number is 17, which means Q. Right? Yeah. That number, it just appears everywhere, or it's confirmation bias. The number 17 naturally appears in nature, and people, when when they see it, they think that it means something when really it does. But anyways, okay, so, so they turn, so, so, where was I? Anyways, what I was trying to say is the fact that the FBI redacted the details of these phone calls tells me that these phone calls must be really, really important and really damaging to Joe Biden and the Biden crime family. And now the media is reporting, we don't know whether or not the FBI has these phone calls in their possession, but I would bet you $1 million, money that I don't have, uh, that the FBI does have these phone calls in their possession, and I would bet you that we're going to start to see an escalation from the House Oversight Committee to try to get a hold of these recorded phone calls. The implications of this are, are, are astounding. And the fact that this is happening at the same time that Trump is waiting arraignment for BS charges is no coincidence. So we're going to talk about all that. But first, be sure to smash that like button, ladies and gentlemen, and check out NickLovesGold.com because we just got hit with $4.7 trillion in new taxes thanks to Kevin McCarthy failing to negotiate the debt ceiling. And this could push our national debt from an already whopping $31 trillion to 51 trillion. And I can't even imagine what this is going to do 
to our economy and quality of life. So that's why it's critical to protect your savings while you can with gold and silver. Do not wait until it's too late. Right now, our partners at GoldCo are giving up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last to all qualified customers, plus a super cool Ronald Reagan silver coin. Visit nicklovesgold.com to learn how you could protect your retirement savings and tell them that I sent you so you can get your Ronald Reagan silver coin. Visit nicklovesgold.com. That's nicklovesgold.com. All right, so we'll talk about the, the Joe Biden stuff, but the first thing I want to talk about relates to Donald Trump because he posted on Truth Social while awaiting arraignment, okay? <laughs> you know, there's been, <laughs> there's been people that are like, Dude, I can't imagine being Trump's attorney because this guy, you know, you're not supposed to talk about a case in the middle of it. And Donald Trump never stops truthing about the corruption that's happening in this case. And I don't blame him because if he doesn't, nobody else is going to tell the truth. Uh, You know, in in the Alvin Bragg case, I believe the judge slapped a gag order on him. In the run-up to an election, they are silencing the Republican frontrunner from talking about the witch hunt that's being uh, launched against him with the Alvin Bragg case, right? So, like, I, I don't... The, the amount of endless corruption and, and investigations that he's facing and the lies from the mainstream media that will not honestly report on what's going on, he has no choice but to talk about the case. And so I want to bring up this post. Well, it's a Gateway Pundit article citing a Truth Social post from Donald Trump, and I think this is very important. He said, quote... The grand jury was never told about the Presidential Records Act or the Clinton-Sox case, both exonerating. Okay, so what Trump is saying here is that the Clinton-Sox case exonerates him of any guilt or culpability and that Jack Smith withheld the details of this case when the grand jury voted to indict him with 38 felony charges. And what, what he's trying to say here is, is if they had known about this case, if if Jack Smith actually included this relevant information and this court precedent in the indictment, they never would have charged him. Because clearly, based on this precedent, there is no crime. And I'd say he's exactly right. Okay, so for those of you that, that are not familiar, I'm sure you've heard Trump reference the Clinton Sox case multiple times, but to be honest, I had to do a bit of my own research this morning because I... I'm new at politics, right? It's been a couple of years, but prior to like COVID and all that stuff, I was not following politics in the way that I am now. So, uh, and plus when, when Clinton was president, I was like a, a little kid. So I had to do some of my own research this morning to familiarize myself with this. And now that I know the details, I think Donald Trump is 100, cor- uh, 100% correct about the fact that the Clinton Sox case exonerates him completely from any culpability whatsoever. And so uh, so basically, the background here is that Judicial Watch, uh, they issued a public record request for tape recordings that they knew were in the possession of Bill Clinton. And these tape recordings, some of which included uh, recorded conversations with foreign leaders and national defense information, which, you know, uh, <laughs> which, which were... Su- is supposedly really, really important, right? I mean, this whole case is based around... A, a, a big portion of this case is uh, a, a recorded a recording of Donald Trump discussing national defense information in a ballroom 
right? So, so uh, Bill Clinton had tape recordings containing very similar content in, in, in his sock drawer, <laughs> in his sock drawer, apparently, right? And so Judicial Watch, Judicial Watch issued a public record request for those tapes. And the reason is because they said these documents were pertaining to Clinton's presidency and therefore are a matter of public record. We are entitled to this this information because we are the taxpayer. We fund the government and everything they do apart from stuff that's, you know, classified, we are entitled to. So Bill Clinton took work home with him in the same manner that Donald Trump did when he left the White House and Judicial Watch filed a lawsuit to try to get that stuff to be a matter of public record. And so they fought this out, they litigated this, and the case concluded with a federal judge, a left-leaning partisan federal judge, and the DOJ defending uh, Bill Clinton, basically telling Judicial Watch to go and pound sand. And in fact, they said, and this is actually cited in this article, that uh, NARA, the National Archives and Records Association, lacks any right, duty, or means to seize control of these tapes. Wow. Huh. And and the reason, uh, another thing that is very relevant and very important, is that they said that when the president takes something from the White House, there is a presumption that these are personal documents, and therefore not classified. <laughs> so the whole thing that started between Donald Trump and NARA, NARA received boxes of documents that they said contained classified markings. They alerted the DOJ. The DOJ got involved, right? All of all of this is happening years after it's already been established in court that when the president takes something home with him, it is there is a presumption that these are personal documents. Right, that they're they're by nature declassified. So look at the double standard here. When Bill Clinton takes documents home with him, there's a presumption that these are matters of personal record, and the bureaucracies don't interfere whatsoever. They 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 even defend the DOJ defended Bill Clinton in federal court and argued that the bureaucracies uh, NARA has no right to seize these documents. And that the documents were not subject to review whatsoever. But then when Trump does it, even even when he's cooperating with NARA and turns a massive amount of the documents back to the National Archives and then has further communications with the DOJ and uh, the, the DOJ is welcomed into his home, they make an agreement to put uh, a second lock on the, 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 the secure storage room and blah, 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 blah. They proceed to raid his home. This is insane. And the fact that th- this is one this is 100% relevant to the case. And the fact that Jack Smith doesn't even mention it in the indictment and therefore doesn't mention it to the grand jury when he's trying to get the grand jury to vote to charge Donald Trump with these crimes is a complete and total disregard for the rule of law. And so I think it's obvious that this is going to come up in court you know, when this goes to trial, uh, you know, Donald Trump's legal counsel is going to get a chance to present their defense. And I think just on these grounds alone, a reasonable judge is going to dismiss this quickly. But this just goes to show you, once again, this is all a big witch hunt. It's all based in lies. 
It's all one-sided. And the whole thing is an attempt to interfere with the 2024 election that is clear as day. Now, yesterday, I said, we discussed this, and I said that, you know, there's a chance that they could find a guilty conviction. And, and I said that I was actually fairly concerned about that. Um, but as Citizen Lens just said in the chat, the goal is to indict, not convict. Same with the impeachments. Okay? I was a little bit to the other side yesterday, considering the possibility that this may actually be about putting Trump behind bars. But now I think that I'm, I'm, I'm relatively certain this is about optics. This is about damaging Trump in the court of public opinion. They know this case is going to fail, just like the uh, Alvin Bragg BS, you know, manufactured, literally manufactured crimes, the untested legal theory where a, a district attorney is prosecuting using some far-reaching legal theory to try to make uh, misdemeanors that have expired through statute of limitation into a felony based on non-existent campaign finance laws. That's dead in the water, and everybody knows it, but this is too. This is too. Now, they may find conviction from a partisan grand jury, but there's no way in hell, no way in hell that the U.S. Supreme Court will allow this to stand. I just can't see that. I just can't see that. This whole thing is a big joke. It's all a big distraction, and it's a distraction from the real crimes that are being committed by the Biden crime family. I do not think there is no there's no coincidence here that as we start to learn about this uh, smoking gun evidence of a five million two five million dollar payments from Mykola Zolchowski that hired Hunter Biden, as we're learning about that. Jack Smith decides it's time to issue the indictment. Coincidence? I think not. So that's a pretty good segue into these uh, revelations we got from Senator Chuck Grassley last night regarding this 1023 form. Now, we all know about the 1023 form, this document, that details the reports of a confidential human source that worked with the FBI for a period of 10 years at least, was paid over $200,000 by the FBI because they provide credible information, trustworthy information, right? Um, you know, this CHS had direct communication with the Ukrainian businessman, Mykola Volchowski, you know, the one that hired Joe Biden, I mean, Hunter Biden, to work, to serve on the board of Burisma. And uh, this is the guy that bribed Joe Biden $10 million. Okay, now we've learned over the course of time, that uh, the reason for the bribe was to get the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, fired. This guy that was investigating Burisma. And we've also learned that the reason they wanted him fired was because Burisma was in the middle of trying to get involved with an oil company here in the United States. And the investigation from Victor Shokin was making that very difficult. Because nobody wants to partner with a business that's under investigation for corruption, right? So this was interfering with their ability to expand their enterprise. And so this executive of Burisma paid the Bidens to put an end to it. And the confidential human source claims to have heard directly from the Burisma executive that they were intending to pay the Bidens to get Victor Shokin fired. Now, this report 
to the FBI, I believe, was in 2017. But the communications were taking place dating back to 2015. Right around the time of that, you know, that famous video footage where Joe is on tape saying if they didn't get the prosecutor, um, if they don't fire the prosecutor, they're not getting the billion. This quid pro quo that's on tape, on tape, now infamous, coincides directly with the reporting of this confidential human source. Isn't it crazy? To, it's so crazy to me to think that all this is going on and they impeached Trump over calling up Zelensky to try to look into this. <laughs> it's so crazy. They impeached Trump. They accused Trump of a quid pro quo for asking Zelensky to look into the quid pro quo that Biden is on tape admitting to. It's so crazy. No matter how many times I say it, it still blows my mind. But this, all this evidence coinciding, interlocking uh, with each other, is, is some of the most groundbreaking... This is the most groundbreaking political scandal in American history. And these two things... You know, both may be considered circumstantial evidence of a quid pro quo, but together are, you know, you can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this happened. Some of the most conclusive evidence of a quid pro quo that you can possibly imagine. However, the problem is, the big problem for the House Oversight Committee is that even though we know the bribe happened, we know that it took place, the problem is the House Oversight Committee is unable to trace the money back to the source. James Comer has ad- admitted as much. They've been looking at the SARS reports, the bank records, the LLCs, the shell company set up by the Biden crime family, and they've been trying to trace this $5 million, or 10 I keep saying five, but we now know it's two $5 million payments, so $10 million in total. They've been, they've been unable at this point to reverse engineer and find the smoking gun, which is really problematic because until they do, all of this is basically uh, circumstantial hearsay. And the FBI and Christopher Ray, they know this. Okay, and I think that's why Christopher Ray willingly turned over that 1023 form uh, without too much of a fight. I mean, he put up somewhat of a fight, but he still turned the form over. And if if it was really the smoking gun that it it it, it uh you know, if it was really this big smoking gun don't you think Christopher Ray would be a little more defiant? So I think he turned it over because he knows that the House Oversight Committee has an impossible task at hand at trying to trace this payment back to its source. You know, and 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 so this is a big problem for James Comer. Is that, you know, if you really want to take down the Biden crime family syndicate and you really want to expose the FBI for having this information in their possession, knowing for a fact that a quid pro quo took place and doing nothing, if you really want to take them all down, you have to follow the money and find the source. But as we know, the Bidens are a sophisticated criminal enterprise and they know how to cover their tracks. And that's why they set up 20 different shell companies so that they could launder the money in a way that's unable to trace. It it, it makes it impossible. You know, because they're not just... It's not like Xi Jinping is just sending a wire transfer to Joe Biden's personal bank account. This is the money's moving. There are investments being made. There are business deals being cut. Uh, there are you know they're they're moving the money from one uh, oligarch 
to one shell company in Ukraine to a shell company here in the United States and then back to another shell company. All this stuff makes it impossible to trace. Okay, and so this has been the big problem. However, now that we know about these phone calls, that changes everything. All right, so, you know, last night, last night uh, we learned from Senator Chuck Grassley that this, this confidential human source had a bit of a contingency plan in, pl- in case of emergency. And, uh, I, I, you know, they, they, he called it like an insurance plan. I guess if the FBI didn't act on the evidence or there was a threat on his life, you know, if he got into a bind, he had an insurance plan in place, and that was to record virtually every, every single phone call that he had with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the inze- executives at Burisma. And he has the tapes. Okay, so last night Chuck Grassley said, and I'm reading from an article, uh, the FD-1023 has a redacted reference that the Burisma executive possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between himself and Hunter Biden and two phone calls between himself and Joe Biden. A source familiar on Monday said that the FBI did not redact the section of the FD-1023 referencing the audio recordings when showing the document to Soli, Comer, and Raskin, but did so for the full committee briefing. The source said Grassley and Comer had already seen the form even prior to the FBI sharing it with Congress. So again, and, and to wrap this up, I don't want to make this too long. I just want to uh, you know get the meat and potatoes out there. The FBI was blatantly trying to, first of all, they tried to hide the existence of this 1023 form. They said it didn't exist at all. You know, um... Then they finally admitted to it. They let the uh, James Comer and Jamie Raskin come see it in a skiff. And they fought tooth and nail to give the the full report to the House Oversight Committee so that everybody could see it. And when they finally did comply with the subpoena, they gave a redacted version that blacked out the part where the confidential human source alleged that he had 17 recorded phone calls with Hunter and Joe Biden. Okay, so they're in cover-your-ass mode, right? And 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 I, I don't know about you, but something tells me these phone calls must be pretty damning. And let's th- just think about how crazy it is that the FBI is going so far out of their way to, co- to cover for the Biden crime family. You know, they, 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 they did all that. They even claimed, apparently, uh, according to Anna Paulina Luna, that they were afraid if they turned this form over, their source may be murdered, may be suicided, right? I mean, that, that that's the extent they went to to try to prevent this from coming out. And uh, now they're trying to hide the fact that they have these phone calls. And that really doesn't... Like, if you were really afraid that the guy was going to get killed, I could understand resisting, um, you know, turning over the, 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 the form, but now that the form is out there, why are you why are you trying to hide these phone calls? That doesn't really jive with the whole we're afraid for his life thing. The cat's out already out of the bag. You might as well give over the phone calls too. I know that the FBI has these phone calls in their possession. There's no way that they don't. And the confidential human source most definitely has copies in his possession or her possession. I think it's a he, but we don't know the, the name of the person. But the House Oversight Committee must immediately escalate, escalate their probe in, in, into the FBI and find out, you know, 
find out and expose exactly what Christopher Ray and the FBI knows. And get a hold of these damn phone calls. You know, these phone calls are the smoking gun. If you're if you're unable to uh if you're unable to trace the money back to the source from the SARS reports and the bank records, but if you have Joe Biden on the phone or the Burisma executive on the phone discussing a $5 million bribe to Joe Biden, I think that that's pretty much as substantial evidence as you're going to get. But, you know, there, there's, there's, it, it takes balls, people. It takes Republicans with some balls. And right now, Chuck Grassley and some of the other Republicans, they are raising a big stink about the fact that the 1023 form has been redacted. They're, they're demanding that the, the FBI unredact Give an unredacted version of the the document to the public, but that's not that's kind of a deflection from from what's really important. Where are these damn phone calls? That's what we need. Okay, we know the phone calls exist. We've had people go into a skiff and read the unredacted version, so we know the phone calls exist. Why are we not fighting hard to get the phone calls? Let's not sit around dicking around with the FBI to get them to give us an unredacted version of the of the the document. When we already know what it says. And if we do know the identity of the confidential human source, see, my, my question is, why is this uh, confidential human source not going directly to the House Oversight Committee? You know, if, if the opportunity is there, they could be, they could, you know, the, the, the CHS could go to the House Oversight Committee and James Comer be like, here, here's the phone calls that the FBI is refusing to give you. But, uh... Anyways, remember Rudy went to Ukraine. Yes, and Rudy has alleged saw this one this on the Gateway Pundit as well. Rudy Giuliani has Chief Barisma accountant plus four of her colleagues willing to testify. Uh colleagues who worked with Mykola Zolchevsky, the Barisma owner, who bribed the Bidens with millions. So Rudy Giuliani has some of his own witnesses willing to testify regarding this bribe. Oh, wow. Just, oh, let me pull up. You can't see my screen. Just in, Trump and aide Walt Nauta under arrest at Miami Federal Courthouse booked fingerprint. Okay, so that's not really news. That's what we knew was going to happen. Walt Nauta is the so-called co-conspirator, the valet driver, the former Navy SEAL that they're they're charging um, with making false statements in an interview to the prosecutors regarding moving the boxes that they say contain classified documents but really i think that they just need to make this uh you know they need to make <laughs> they need to make it sound like a big conspiracy so you, in order to have a conspiracy you have to have multiple people involved so walt nauta is kind of the fall guy for them and i also said this yesterday i think walt nauta is being targeted because they 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 want to target somebody with less stature than donald trump um, Donald Trump's a billionaire with high-powered attorneys who is also the former president. Fairly difficult to prosecute, for that matter. But they're charging Walt Nauta as well as a co-conspirator because they feel that it may be easier to get a guilty conviction with him. And therefore, in the eyes of the grand jury that are looking at the evidence against Donald Trump, if they can get one guilty verdict... Uh, from a co-conspirator that they believe that may strength, strengthen their case and sway the grand jury uh, 
to, to find a guilty verdict for Donald Trump. That's kind of my, my presumptive theory there. But let's see. Yeah, this isn't really news. This is kind of what we knew. What do we got? Just now, Trump arriving. So we got some people outside cheering for Trump. The motorcade. We're not going to watch the whole thing, but that's a hell of a bigger crowd than what we saw in Manhattan. No surprise there. Trump is crushing the polls in the Sunshine State, my state, Florida. And uh, we love Trump out here. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to conclude today's live stream. Be sure to smash that rumble button and check out MyPillow.com, baby. Get your buy one, get one deal on a MyPillow 2.0 with revolutionary cooling technology Use promo code Nick and save a ton of money when you do it. And go to nicklovesgold.com to protect your retirement. Thank you for... Oh, thank you for posting. Somebody said, I just posted in Frank Social that you are live. Wait, there's a Frank Social? (laughs) There's a Frank Social? I know there's... Lindell TV and... I I guess I haven't been... (laughs) Haven't been keeping up to date with the uh, with the with the Mike Lindell social media platform that was supposed to be a combination of Facebook and YouTube and host a billion people. Uh, but thank you, thank you for posting our links. Anybody that posts our links, that is greatly appreciated because that's the only way that we grow here on the Nick Mo Cedar channel is thanks to you guys posting our links elsewhere. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'm not sure if we'll be going live tomorrow. Stay tuned. Keep your notifications on. If you're not subscribed, be sure to subscribe and turn those notifications on. That way, when I do a live stream impromptu out of nowhere at a random time in the day, you'll know because you'll get that banner notification. All right, thanks, guys. Love you all, and I will see you next time.